Welcome to the outreach ministry of Bishop Victor Gill, prophet of the nation. Coming to you from the Caribbean paradise, the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Join us right now for an experience that can change your life. Get ready for your miracle. Here is Bishop Victor Gill. Second Kings 18 verses 1 through verse 5 and it reads, Now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea, the son of Elah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. And he was 20 and 5 years old when he became king. And he reigned 20 and 9 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that, that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. He removed the high places and broke the sacred pillars and cut down the wooden image and broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. Or until those days, the children of Israel burned incense to it and called it Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. Today I want to speak to you on the subject, principles of true success. I say true success because not every success is success. From God's point of view. Success from God's point of view. Is fundamentally. To accomplish his will. Man's greatest accomplishment. Is to accomplish the will of God. I believe the apostle Paul. Of the New Testament. Was a truly successful man. Even though his life. Ended in a Roman prison awaiting execution. From that prison, Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. However, today I am focusing on King Hezekiah of the Old Testament. And I'm sharing with you again principles of true success. Hezekiah was one of the most truly successful kings of Bible times. The word of God said concerning Hezekiah in our text, verse 5, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. How would you like words like these to be spoken of you in a good way? After him was none like him, nor any that were before him. Or after her was none like her, nor any that were before her. Indeed, these are exceptional accolades to be spoken of anyone. 
What caused such words to be spoken? During the reign of Hezekiah, he did some great exploits. He destroyed the practice of idolatry from the kingdom of Judah. We are told in 2 Kings 18 and verse 4, he removed the high places and broke the sacred pillars and cut down the wooden images. Hezekiah's predecessors submitted to the Assyrians and paid tax to them. But Hezekiah decided to trust God and not pay tax to Assyria as his predecessors. We are told in 2 Kings 18 and verse 7 that he rebelled against the king of Assyria and did not serve him or did not pay tax to him. We are told in 2 Kings 18 and verse 8 that he subdued the Philistines, one of the arch enemies of Israel at that time. In Isaiah 38, we are told that he overcame terminal illness. We are told in 2 Kings 18 and verse 7 that the Lord was with him and he prospered wherever he went. And so verse 5 of our text says, So that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. By these testimonies, we can see that Hezekiah was a man of outstanding character. But what was the secret behind this great character? What was the secret of his exploits and his successes? Was it the legacy that he received? You know, many times we believe that in order to excel greatly, we must have a good legacy or we believe that it is impossible for us to make a difference in our time or to be of outstanding character because of where we are coming from. But Hezekiah's success was not due because of a great legacy that he received. As a matter of fact, he had a, a very negative past. Hezekiah's story, as a result, gives hope to all of us with negative past so that we can become somebody for God. We can believe and expect to become somebody for God when we look at his life. Most of Hezekiah's predecessors and contemporaries were wicked men. There were 19 kings in the northern kingdom of Israel and none were good men. The Bible says that they all did evil in the sight of the Lord. There were 20 kings in Judah. But only five were righteous and did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Yet in the spite of all of this, Hezekiah emerged successful. Why? What was his secret? There are three main principles that caused Hezekiah to become successful. And you too can become successful. If you adopt these three principles in your life. Number one. He trusted in the Lord. He trusted in the Lord. Second Kings 
18 and verse 5. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. So here you can see from the onset that the most important and foremost principle of his success was his trust in God. He trusted in God, the God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among the kings of Judah, nor who were before him. That word trust is a very important word. It means to put confidence in. It means to depend on, to rely on, to hope in, to have faith in. And after all is said and done in our lives, it all boils down to whether or not we will trust God. Today I want to ask you, are you willing to put your trust in God? Are you willing to put your confidence in God? Are you willing to depend totally on God? Are you willing to rely completely upon God? Is your hope and your expectation for the future and for success based in God? Is your faith fully grounded today in God? Or success of failure depends on whether or not we are willing to trust God. Hezekiah's father trusted in the God Moloch. Of the Moabites and the Ammonites. And many of his predecessors. They trusted idols. And they trusted the arm of flesh. So they paid tax to the Assyrians. But Hezekiah trusted in the Lord his God. 2 Kings 18 and verse 5 says. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him was none like him nor any that were before him. I want to tell you, you must trust God in your business. You must trust God in your marriage. You must trust God with your kids. You must trust God with your education. You must trust God with your finances. In other words, you must give God his place, his rightful place in everything you do. One of the errors that Israel made was that when they went out to gather manna, they also went out on the day that God told them not to go out and gather it. But rest and meditate upon me. Spend time with me. And as they went out and collected those, the manna, the manna turned worms. And saints of God, 
We must balance all of our duties and, not, and let nothing be left out. Because we have a duty to spend time with God. We have a duty for our children. We have a duty. And God, has, God ought to have a place in everything that we do when the day comes. If you're going to be successful, you must balance all your duties and let nothing be left out. Because success in one area does not excuse failure in the next. I need to say that again. If you're going to be successful, you must balance all your duties and let nothing be left out. Because success in one area does not excuse failure in the next. Anything that you go after disproportionately is lust. Whether it's your job, whether it's time with anybody, even the Lord. You, you, we all have to see God. But there must come a time when you spend time with your, with your spouse. There must come a time when you spend time with your children. Any desire out of control is lust. And it will always breed worms because you have gone to, to the extreme and you have crossed the boundary that God said not to cross. So if you're going to be successful, you must balance all your duties and let nothing be left out. Because success in one area does not excuse failure in the next. You must be balanced and well-rounded to be truly successful. And fundamentally, God must have his place. And that is indicative of trusting God with your whole life. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. You see, the mistake we make many times is to depend on our understanding. Number two, Hezekiah feared God. And so this is the second principle of success. Fearing God. Most of the kings of Israel and Judah rejected the word of the Lord by the prophets when it was not a pleasant word. When the prophets pointed out their sin and the nation's sin, they got angry and persecuted them. They jailed and even killed some of them because they spoke the word of God. During the reign of Jehoiakim, Jer Jeremiah gave a prophecy that put his life in jeopardy. And this is recorded in Jeremiah chapter 26. And so they said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you're going to die for this. What was Jeremiah's response? Hear what Jeremiah said. Jeremiah 26, 18 and 19. He said, Micah of Moreshet prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Zion shall be plowed like a field, and Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruin. And the mountains of the temple like the bare hills of the forest. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, and all Judah ever put him to death? Did he not fear the Lord and seek the Lord's favor? 
So Jeremiah is saying to Jehoiakim in his time, I prophesy the, the word of the Lord and you want to kill me. But Hezekiah did not do that. When Micah of Mauritius prophesied and said, God will destroy this city. God will destroy this kingdom. As a matter of fact, there will be total devastation. It will be so bad that the temple mount will become like a forest. In other words, the destruction, not only will it be very terrible, but it will last for so long that what looks like such a public thoroughfare will become like a forest. Hear, hear the prophecy of Micah. Micah chapter 3 and verse 12. Because of you, Zion shall be plowed like a field. Jerusalem shall become heaps of rings. And the mountain of the temple like the bare hills of the forest. Now this prophecy of Micah pronounced against the nation in the time of Ezekiah was not conditional. In other words, there, was no, there, there were no ifs or buts. The die was cast. It was irrevocable. But instead of rebuking the prophet, Hezekiah's response was different to most kings. The Bible says he feared the Lord. Once we perceive that God has spoken, we do ourselves a favor to take the word of God to heart and fear. How you respond to the word of God when it is not pleasant will determine your fate in more ways than one. Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 2, God says, But to this man will I look, on him who is of a poor and contrite spirit, and trembles at my word. God wants us to respect his word. He said, this man I will take delight in. This man will get my attention. The man who trembles at my word. The Bible says we must work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Proverbs 14 and verse 27 says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn away from the snares of death or the snares of hell. See, when you fear God, you live. Proverbs 14 and verse 16 says, A wise man fears and departs from evil. But a fool rages and is confident. The fool says, things will take care of themselves. Whatever happens, happens. You know, many times we could live like that. Rush into things without considering any consequences. Without listening to wise counsel and what God is saying at the moment. The Bible says such people are fools. So Hezekiah feared God. So we have seen principles of 
True success, we must trust God, number one. Number two, we must fear God. Number three, he sought the Lord. So the third principle of success is seeking God. Jer Jeremiah 26 and verse 19 says, Did not he fear the Lord and seek the Lord's favor? And the Lord, watch this, relented concerning the doom which he had pronounced against them. On, on this subject of Hezekiah seeking the Lord, there were three critical periods, defining moments in the life of Hezekiah. And each of those times, he sought the Lord. Number one, when he heard from the prophet Micah of Mauritius, that Jerusalem was going to be completely destroyed. Again, the word of God says, did not he fear the Lord and seek the Lord? And the, and the Lord relented concerning the doom which he had pronounced against them. Watch this. The Bible says, even though the word was irrevocable and it was final. As he sought the Lord... As he cried out to God, as he went to God in prayer, the Bible says that the Lord relented of the doom that he had pronounced. In other words, God delayed the judgment for a hundred years. God did not change his mind, but he did not bring it in the day of Hezekiah. God delayed the judgment by at least a hundred years because a man prayed. As we pray and seek the face of the Lord, great things will be accomplished even greater than you might imagine. Secondly, when he received a letter from Sennacherib of Assyria with serious threats, Hezekiah sought the Lord. Here's some of the threats. 2 Kings chapter 18 and verse 29. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. For he shall not be able to, to deliver you. 2 Kings 18 and verse 27. The men of Judah will eat their own dung and drink their own piss. That, that is a threat. By the way, that's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. 2 Kings 18 and verse 3. Has any of the gods of the nations at all delivered its land from the hand of the king of Assyria? This is where I believe he overplayed his hands. He said in 2 Kings 19 and verse 10. Do not let the God in whom you trust deceive you. I believe at that point God said, uh-huh. I have to get into this fight now. And Hezekiah received, beloved, these threats in a letter. Here what the Bible says, 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 14 through 19. And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messenger and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes and see. 
O Lord, see and hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to reproach the living God. Truly, Lord, the kings, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were not gods, but the works of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they destroy them. Now, therefore, O Lord, our God, I pray you, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone are God. You alone. Hezekiah took that letter and he went to the house of God. Listen to me, child of God. When you are in trouble, you need to come to the house of God and not stay away from the house of God. And he took that letter where they said, listen, you will, you will eat your waste and drink your piss. Hezekiah put it there before the Lord. And he said, Lord, you can read. Take your time. I know you can read. He cried out to the Lord and in answer to Hezekiah's prayer, that night, God said, I will show them who is God. God sent one angel and by the next morning, 185,000 soldiers of the Syrians were dead. Because Hezekiah trusted the Lord and prayed because he sought the face of God. One angel, 185,000 soldiers dead. And you know what happened to Sennacherib? He was assassinated. All we need to do many times to get help is call upon God. If we have faltered, we can try the altar. Our past doesn't have to go into our future. Failure only becomes failure. When we fail to correct it. Psalms 34 and verse 10 says. The young lion do lack and suffer hunger. But those that seek the Lord. Shall not lack any good thing. The young lions. The agile strong lions. Do lack and suffer hunger. But those that seek the Lord. Those that seek, 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 seek. Those that pray, those that spend time with God shall not lack for any good thing. Are you hearing the word of God today? Amen. They that seek the Lord shall not lack for any good thing. If you seek the Lord, if you seek the best thing, you shall not lack for anything else. For God is the best. God is our helper. A very present helper in the time of trouble. You know, sometimes when you seek the Lord, even the things you tell yourself you cannot do without, when you seek the Lord, when you seek the Lord, you realize that you can't do without it. You realize that there's another option. You realize that there's a better way. God opens up your eyes. As you seek the Lord, you realize that there's a ram caught in the ticket. As you seek the Lord, glory be to God. You don't just have myopic vision. No, you, you have panoramic vision. You begin to see clearer, brighter. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 7 says, The end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. We must continue to seek the face of God. Because once you seek the face of God, the Bible says you will not lack any good thing. 
We appreciate the time you spent with us today. If you need prayer right now, send us an email to info at victorgill.org or call now at 1-868-266-1830 and we will pray for you to get your miracle. You can partner with Bishop Gill to bring healing to the nations by donating any amount at www.victorgill.org. Thank you. From our family to you, God bless you richly.